0: Good morning. You are tuned in to the Ladies' View podcast. This is your weekend team, Selena and Heather, and we do have a special co-host on the line with us today. But first things first, Heather, how are you this morning?
1: I am doing okay. The sun's shining, so I
0: think I'm I'm in
1: a good mood this morning, yes.
0: (laughs) I'm glad to hear. Do you have your coffee?
1: I do not, so I have the sun, which is taking place (laughs) for the coffee this morning.
0: Well, that that's good. I did make it to Starbucks this morning. I don't have any coffee at home like I normally do, so whatever. But, yeah. okay, another thing, you know, I injured my back earlier last week. It was sometime, mm-hmm. So I'm feeling better mm-hmm. this morning. I think I'm going to make it back into that gym today. Yeah. So that's good, right? I know. I yeah, feel like a careful. blob right now. Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> be no, that's careful. What happens. It's hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it is. getting
0: back after you haven't been for oh, a week or it's so. It's been like, yeah, it's been an entire week. So I, now I have to rebuild that endurance again. That's what it feels like, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you feel like you're starting from scratch. Yeah. Oh, oh that yeah. stings. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we do have a special co-host on the line who will be hosting this podcast with us, Michael Gutierrez, producer and host of Chicago 3 Media. Good morning. Michael, are you on the line with us?
2: Yes, good morning. How are you ladies doing today?
0: Good, good. How, are how, are you?
2: how are you? Doing well, doing well. Like you said, Heather, the sun is shining. It's nice. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, w- I was so happy to wake up to that because I just was not feeling it this morning. And then I looked outside and I said, you know what, God has blessed us with this beautiful sun, so I'm going to be in a good mood.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. I That's love right. It. Good attitude.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Good. I love it. So thank you again for joining us this morning. And as you know, I did introduce you as a producer and host of Chicago 3 Media, as that is what you were and still are when I first met you and when we Mm -hmm. last worked together, right?
2: Exactly. Excuse me.
0: You are also a broker for 606 Brokers LLC. Can you give us a bit more about your background and who Michael Gutierrez is?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been doing... um, well, I guess sales is what I, I started at, at Valley Total Fitness. So when you say you, you're working out, Celine, I'm like, yes, <laughs> get into the gym. Like, we all, we all fight to get in there every morning, right? It's tough. But yeah. um, I, started, I started in health and fitness as a, as a manager with Valley Total Fitness. And then um, uh, once uh, the, 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 the evil empire uh, stepped in, which is – I don't like to say evil empire because I still uh, – I go there now, which is Export Fitness, once they came around, <laughs> Um, it, it pretty much knocked down uh, valleys, and so it forced a lot of our management team to start looking elsewhere for, for um, management opportunities. And so I mm-hmm. ended up getting into the car business a little bit, and then when the market crashed, I left the car business and I went into real estate. Now, mm-hmm. I know that that would probably be something that not too many people would do. Um, so when it was really bad and no one was purchasing vehicles, no one was purchasing homes. I went into the real estate business. And so while Mm -hmm. realtors were leaving, I was going in. And so, um, I went in because uh, I had a passion for, for sales. I love talking to people. As you can see here, you guys will know Mm -hmm. that I'm probably going to run the show today. So hold on tight. All right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just totally kidding. Totally kidding. But, um, I got into real estate about uh, 10 years ago when the market went down and, uh, and yeah, um, Around the same time, um, I met a little old man. I, I hope he doesn't hear this. Uh, Billy, I, I know you're getting older.
0: Billy. So, <laughs> Billy, oh
2: is is was uh was my mentor because I always uh, I like to be in front of the camera. I'm I'm an actor as well, part time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they just called me for Comed for a model shoot, and I'm like, okay, well, nice. I guess I'm a model too now for Comed, whatever. <laughs> but all that to say, get in how you
1: fit s- in, Mike. <laughs> yeah
2: exactly. get it where you it. you got that right so um Billy took me under his wing and and he really mentored me uh to to mm-hmm. be a host to be a producer, to produce my own shows and uh, write my own um, skits and shows and so uh, he pretty much you know cultivated that with me, and uh, I ended up learning uh how to how to do the same thing you're doing Celine and 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 uh, yeah. Heather because this is something that we love to do and so what I did is I decided to take both of my passions, which are helping people find their home and um, host and produce and be in front of the camera, and I merged them both together, and that's where I created In Your Neighborhood with Mike the Realtor. So I, it's a reality show on my YouTube channel, and it's, uh, I go to different neighborhoods in the city of Chicago, and I don't only show the home. Like, everybody sees that on HGTV. You can find that. Which yeah. home will uh, the family choose, uh, A or B?
0: And I don't right. like to do that.
2: I want to be different because what mm-hmm. makes Chicago Chicago is not the, the home. Sure, it's a beautiful part of Chicago, the architecture, right? It's huge. Mm-hmm. But it's us. It's us. Yeah. It's the people. It's the community. And so that's what I love. I love to showcase the homes and highlight the people. And so, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's what I do now, and, and, I, and I love it.
0: Yeah, and you're so good at it. And you also have some interesting people on there, didn't you have, or did you sell to recently? I saw on your page like some NBA ex-player or something like that. I don't know. So so
2: Java, Java's Java, I met him on social media. I'll tell you, Uh it could be such a great tool, and it could be such a a dangerous thing, right? Um, And Mm -hmm. and and so I think for us, as we're older and we're mature, uh, we we like to utilize it in a in a informative. Um and in an encouraging way, right? And so um, I, I found Jabba, and uh, Jabba played professional basketball overseas, uh, and and uh, he's, he's such a, a warm and humble guy coming from places, from playing all over the world and meeting all kind of different people, and he hangs mm-hmm. out with all kind of celebrities. And then you see his job, and it's in a little humble basement where he mentors yeah. young boys from – uh, trouble and he brings them out of that and he plays basketball mm. with them and it's, and that is what just drew me to him and i said i gotta meet you bro and uh Aww. we met and uh, actually we got a show we got a, actually a segment we're gonna we're gonna shoot uh with him and and um and father flager because he he works with father flager yeah. um, nice. and so nice. yeah i mean it's it's it, you meet so many great people from mm-hmm. all walks of life and uh and you know what? It, it like I said, it's about community and who is community. It's not about where community is. It's who it right. is, and it's us. You know?
0: Yeah, you got that right. I love it. So you guys heard that? Catch him on his YouTube channel. And um, you weren't lying when you're saying you're taking over today's podcast, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's
2: the café con leche, la Bustelo, you know. <laughs> the cafe Bucelo,
0: that's
2: what blame you it mean. on the
0: coffee, okay? That's it's, right Blame it on the that coffee. That explains a lot. Café Bustelo will get you going.
2: oh uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: coffee as well. Absolutely. <laughs> that's yeah, that's I, sh- I gotta, Good. I
2: gotta shout out my boy Café con Leche, Logan Square, because he has the best <laughs> Café con Leche.
0: Oh, I love it. um and shout out to billy as well i know he got yeah. you know he would get upset with me sometimes because i was always running late to the events but well it's well it, it's and not just you
2: say. he still gets <laughs> upset at me like my, you know it, it you know he's a military veteran he, he fought in vietnam so his standards yeah. are super high when it comes right. to taking somebody and he puts them under their wing he expects the yeah. best and
0: yeah. You know, and, and
2: that's it's, good. That's good. Yeah, that's, it is. Especially good. for us, that He's such a good we, man. I'm like it. a man after
0: my own heart. <laughs> right? I love it. So, we <laughs> do have an exciting podcast today. We have some entertainment news, we have some more serious talks. So, let's go ahead and dive right in. Why don't you talk to us about the American Soul on BET, Heather? Oh, my gosh. I was so,
1: so excited about that. I felt like a kid again. So, um, I grew up watching Soul Train. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. did, but exactly. every yes, Saturday I did. morning at eleven a.m. after my Saturday morning <sighs> cartoons and Saved by the Bell,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, I
1: just I look forward to seeing like my favorite artists perform. So mm-hmm. Soul Train was something that um, I, I guess I, I could say like people of color, right, were excited, mm-hmm. right, things, right. It was the Absolutely. equivalent of American Bandstand. Mm -hmm. So our white brothers and sisters had American Dance. Now what do we have? We had Soul Train. So when I learned that BET was bringing the story to the screen, I was so, so, so happy, okay? So this cast is fantastic, okay? So we have Stinko Walls as Don Cornelius. We have Kelly Price. We have Kelly Rowland, who did a great job. Nice. We have Michelle Williams, Jason Durden, Mm -hmm. and we also have my boy Bobby Brown on there. What? Yeah, that
0: is what happened.
1: Yes, Yes, that is my boy Bobby Brown. I'm so excited to see where it's going to go. I know that initially it was supposed to start off as a movie. They were going to do kind of like um, a biopic of uh, Don Cornelius.
2: And it was Mm going to start
1: off as a movie, but something was going on. There's some drama behind the scenes regarding that. So they decided to do a 10 episode, kind of like a mini series. So I'm excited. We'll see what happens with it. Yes, and I'll be I'll be uh, talking about it on at least for the next nine podcasts. <laughs> 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 Wait, just, say, just letting you know. When um, <laughs> does it air? It airs on Tuesday nights on BET. Um, mm-hmm. This time it aired on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, but oh, it airs okay. on Tuesday nights, BET. Yes. Okay. Eight PM. No. Yeah. Eight PM Central. Nine Eastern. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good stuff. Good stuff.
2: So, what I love um, is, 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 the, is BET is coming out with these, um, these, these shows, right? The, like what they did with the new edition. Uh, that, oh, yeah. that series was great. I thought the mm-hmm. acting was great. The production was great. I thought it was all phenomenal. And when they said they were doing this, exactly, Heather. I was like through the roof. I remember those mornings with Captain Crunch. And uh, Soul Train, Get Up and Dance, yeah, yeah. forget it. Yeah. I'm you, well, I right? still do that on Saturdays anyway, so. Uh,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it was it. just kind of like a, a feel-good type of show and, like, something that, like, the whole family would, like, sit down and watch together. And so, mm-hmm. like, you know, when, when my mom was, you know, coming up and even, like, as a young mother, you know, Soul Train was, like, the thing for them, right. you know? And right. Dr. Neely is being from Chicago, too, um, it was just, you know, it, it, it's almost like it was just, like, something that we had in common. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll keep watching it. I'll talk about all the drama because you know there's going to be so much drama behind the scenes. Um, and yeah. the good thing is is that his, his children are involved in this. So his children oh. were involved. They, they actually agreed to this because you know how sometimes it happens where the family has no idea that this is about to happen.
0: And all of a sudden right. there's
1: a show. So anyway, so his right. family agreed to it. His children were all for it. So we'll see what happens.
0: Right. mm All right. Well, good stuff. We'll be following that, and I'll be tuning in, and I'm sure Heather will keep us posted on that. But while we are on entertainment news, let's go ahead and move on to 21 Savage and what's going on Mm -hmm. with him. So, as you know, the rapper was arrested. Oh, he wasn't arrested. He was detained. And as you know, the Grammys are tomorrow, we talked about it on our last podcast. So if you heard our last podcast, we listed some of the nominees, we may or may have not included 21 Savage on there, I don't recall. But 21 Savage has been nominated for two awards, one being record of the year for his post Malone collaboration rockstar. But unfortunately, 21 Savage um, may not be making it to the ceremony tomorrow. May, not. As he's not, may cool. not. May not. It's very highly <laughs> unlikely, but anything can happen. So, as you may already know, the rapper was um, arrested, detained by ICE on Super Bowl Sunday. The rapper was born in Britain, and as such, his citizenship is in the UK. So, he was detained because he carried a previous drug felony charge which is just enough to detain and begin the deportation process. However, here's where it gets interesting. He had just performed a new song on the Jimmy Kimmel show, criticizing the Trump administration. So does I pick and choose who they target? (laughs) What do you think? Uh, I I think
1: that if they are told to pick and choose who they target, then that's exactly what they will do. This is not irony. Right, right. Yeah. He was arrested and
0: detained
1: because they chose to yeah. because of his actions.
0: Because of his actions, right, on the show? Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree, Mike.
2: What about you,
1: Mike? What are you thinking of?
2: Well, well I, I think a little, well, so as of late, I don't know if you guys heard, but they were, uh, they were already, from what I'm hearing, is that they were already surveillancing him, and it wasn't ah. ICE that actually arrested him. It was ATF, so that's alcohol, tobacco, hmm. and firearms. So when they, when they, were, when they were, had him under surveillance, supposedly they were okay. already watching him and his crew for drug activity. And, and here's the thing. Culture, context, community. Mm-hmm. Before we make assumptions, and this is where I come from, culture, context, mm-hmm. community, it's who I used to be, oh, you see me 20 years later. Wow, I thought you would be somewhere else. And so, but you don't understand because you haven't been around my life for the last 15, 20 years. So you don't know where I've been. So now you're making an assumption because this is who you've known me to be. All that could say is like these guys, they're 19, they're 20, they're 21. They come come and they make these millions of dollars portraying to be someone they're not I'm not saying 21 Savage isn't a savage this music (laughs) says it right but I'm old school I'm old school and so my thing is like if you're going to put out your garbage in front of millions of people and it's negativity where some people say it's positive okay sure culture context and community I can understand that it's being positive growing up the way I did however when you're putting this out there you're just targeting yourself. This is yeah. not like something that is a surprise. It's a common right. sense. And so my thing is like Twenty One Savage. Now the now context will clear clarify a lot of things. ATF actually arrested him because they were watching him with uh, drug possession, and he failed. Or I should say he he had a gun, and so he had a felony charge on him for a weapon. And so now him right. and his crew we're dirty. We're going to watch them. Oh, okay. So now ATF jumps in. Once ATF jumps in, arrests him, ICE made their way there because now, Hey, culture context, community catches up to you, whether it's positive or negative. And at the end of the day, this is what happens. Now everything's starting to come out where there's actual meat to the bones where now we can say, Oh, now, now, could, could you be right, Heather, where they could target anyone they want? Of course. It's the right, government. They can. They're going to do right. what they please. They well, give us Social Security numbers to track us. That's, I'm to help telling us. You. But right. that's a whole Thank other you. topic Thank of Thank you. I, oh, my goodness. Right.
0: Don't even get me right. started.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as right. far as
2: 21 Savage, you know, at the end of the day, look, yeah. if you're a felon, if you're a criminal, and you're putting it on, on TV and, and all these things, unfortunately, because they have the money. But
0: either Mm -hmm.
2: way it goes, you're hot. Right, Right. you're hot.
0: Yeah,
1: and and I think that, I I mean, you made some really good points, Mike, Um, some points that are actually very, very valid. Um, They did say that it was a targeted operation, you know, Mm -hmm. which, again, just ironically came after his performance on Jimmy Kimmel. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, what I really appreciated was how Jay-Z stepped up for him. That's what, what I appreciated and how he got him a good attorney. Okay.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I did see that. He got,
1: yeah, he got him a good attorney. He he got him one of the best attorneys in the United mm-hmm. States that fights these cases. Oh,
2: and you and know he came they're
0: doing out it.
2: Show a walk, Jay Z could afford.
0: Right. Many
2: many attorneys. <laughs> well, here's I, mean, my I mean,
0: but Twenty
1: One Savage can afford his own attorney too.
2: Correct, but I think Jay Z's doing it with a with something in mind. So you have I mean, to understand you know, that they're I'm not sure, doing it for I'm, sure
1: he is. I'm sure, you such is what Mike, some, such is what some reparation for this.
2: Sure, I mean at Mike. the end of the day, this is him. Him and his wife have stood uh, a strong um, opposition to Trump. They they still do. Mm. They stood next to the Clintons, right, and Hillary while she was running. Um, they're close to Oprah. So this is, this, is, this, is, this is something that they're going to, oh, I'm, I'm going to show Trump and the government that I'm bigger than them. Could that be okay. the case? Sure, he's going to help them at the yeah. same time, but you know you, there's an agenda behind it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think Definitely. so. I mean, at the end of the day, like for me, regardless of whether he has an agenda or not, he still steps. He did more than anyone else. And he still steps up instead of, you know, like I was reading online, everyone else in the entertainment industry is like, oh, poor 21 Savage, you know, we hope he gets out of jail. Jay-Z's like, no, let's do something about it. Let's come yeah. together yeah. and let's let's do what we can for him. And again, yeah, there may be some agenda behind it, but I think that because Jay, Jay is a veteran in the industry, he's been doing this for years and years, and this is a young boy.
2: Sure.
0: So right. So he needs a and little I bit wish- of guidance, you know. Right, and I wish that Jay-Z would do more for the children in the concentration camp because I think those people can definitely benefit from his help. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. what can we yeah, do? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that anyone with a platform should. Sure, absolutely. Jay-Z,
1: it doesn't matter really who it is. Right. No, it doesn't. They should. they all have a platform, they all have – I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, disposable cash, right? To sure. be able to, you know, send and be able to help and and they they all have the ability to be philanthropists.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I would sure okay. hope that I would sure hope that more people are helping and the cameras are just missing them. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, right? Because we don't need to right. know who's helping all the time.
0: Absolutely.
2: But I think I think that especially with um, the border and, and what's happening there with with, with uh, you know mi gente with our Latino gente and people from all over you know South America and Central America <laughs> trying to mm-hmm. it, it's it's so sad to see that and um, yeah I, I, like you said how to, I wish more people especially in that context would be able to help more um, and I hope that that they are that the cameras are actually skipping or missing.
1: Right. I'm yeah, I, I'm gonna go out go out on a limb and say that they do. I'm just gonna yeah. believe that they that there are more good people in the world than we like to give credit to, and yeah. I'm I'm going to believe that with all of this money that they are doing more than what we see or what we hear that they do. Because again, the media is going to just tell us what they want. Right. You know, yeah. that that mm-hmm. yeah. we are we're we're only seeing you
0: know a small portion of it. So. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Very true. Very true. So, all this um, government talk um, leads us to our next topic. It's such a great segue. Let's talk about the implantation of the radio frequency identification microchip. <laughs> so, I am seeing and hearing more of this lately. Let me tell you, it scares me, okay? We know that some time ago the UN and the USA have been trying to implement a law that requires everyone to get microchips. They're trying to sell it to us by telling us that it's convenient, safer, it's trackable, and as such, there will be less crime, right? The chip is supposed to store our money, medical history, personal information, and as we know, they started doing this on dogs already. In Sweden, about 3,000 people have already been microchipped. They are even holding implant parties over in Sweden, which to me is craziness. So I'm going to give you my biblical perspective on this. This to me is the beginning of a new world order. This chip is the mark of the beast. That's my take on it. So if you are familiar with the Bible scriptures on there, Revelation 13, 16, and I'm going to read this off the new translation and this is what it says. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive on the right hands or on their foreheads so that they should they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast, or the number of its name. What are your thoughts on this, guys? Go Do you uh, want to go
1: first? Yeah, well, you know, um, I am definitely a Bible-believing Christian, and you are right, Celine. This is straight Mm. out of Revelation. Um, It's unfortunate. I mean, we know that we're in the end times now.
0: The end
1: times, we've been in the end times for a long time. We don't know. We don't know uh, when it's coming. We don't know when Jesus is coming back, right? We get that. Um, but I think that with something like this, it's sooner rather than later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that for you to buy into something like microchipping, believing that, oh, this is a better way of life, yeah, something's wrong with that. I was reading yeah. a story about this girl in Sweden, uh, 28 years old, that she enters her job by waving her hand in front of a box and then hmm. typing in a code. So she needs no key, she needs no physical ID. That's very strange to me.
0: And, that's and then she's a and age. Because then of she says,
1: it was fun to try something new.
0: Hmm. What?
1: It's replaced her gym card, it's replaced her train card you won't do that for me. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like what are yeah. the consequences of not being microchipped? Whatever the consequences are, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> you won't do that to me. I'm sorry. I'll fight. Right.
0: I, <laughs> we will be fighting.
1: Seriously. Wow. I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't do it. Um, so Pastor John Hagee said a few years ago, he said that the problems are going to begin when the nation and the government start forcing you to wear a chip and they start forcing you to keep laws that you don't want to keep. So that's coming next. Yep. So first the Hmm. microchipping and then all the laws. I mean, we've got laws now that we don't like. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, unfortunately, look who we have in office, right? So that's another story. Um, But it's not good guys. It's not looking good
2: no it's not so let, let me chime in really quick on that I know we're we're limited on time but as a Christian myself right I, I, I am a Christian a Bible believer and um, we have to look at we have to look at these books um, as how they're written right and so the book of Revelation is, is written symbolically so many believe that the chip is the mark of the beast many theologians believe it is not however Right, like, wherever I stand, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of in the middle because if I'm going to take Revelation literally, then I'm going to see whores, dragons. I'm going to see right. all these things that are, that are symbols in Revelation that absolutely mean nothing than what we think. So that's why it takes in-depth study, right, exegesis and, and, and hermeneutics. It goes on and on and on. But Revelation is, is, is very symbolic. So... Could it be? It very well could be. But but here's but here's something that's interesting. We have allowed things to go in our bodies for decades. Whether it's a screw in your knee, whether it's a, um, a catheter, whether it's a I mean, there's there's all these things now that are that they're giving you that will ease the pain or that will and so they've. They've little by little introduced these things to us. It's not going to hurt you. In fact, it's going to help you. It's going to help you until it gets to something like this, and it's like, oh, we're going to trust them. We've been, well, we've been right. having all these things that inserted in us for 50 years, 60 years. Medicine has advanced, and technology has advanced. So who needs a wallet? Who needs cash? And it's like, right? yeah. And I so, don't understand.
1: I don't understand how they could think that that's okay. Like, you can't compare having a microchip in your body
2: to a screw
1: in your knee, you know, after well, well, you've had absolutely. Knee replacement so, surgery. Like, it's hey. absurd.
2: But, but look at how far that's come, right? The, hey. the, the screw in your knee has, has been around for, you know, athletes have been doing it since the, what, 60s, 50s. And so, I mean, but you also now, it, it's, it's, it's this... Let me cultivate, let us cultivate something of trust so that they can believe. When you talk about laws, I mean, look, when Hillary was running, her main agenda was to take uh, our guns. Now, that's another topic of conversation, right? I'm a gun holder. I'm a legal, I can carry a gun and protect myself and my family legally Mm -hmm. because it's my right to bear arms. Now, when you have a politician who comes in and says, we're going, to, we're going to strip you from that. Why? Right. There's an agenda behind it. Strip That's the right. American people for their rights. That's been in the agenda for years. And it, it's just getting worse. Like you said, Heather, it's getting worse. And, yeah, this could be the chip. So whether, we, whether it is or not, we don't worry about the chip. We keep our eyes on Christ. Definitely. He's the yeah. one that will deliver us. <laughs>
0: That's true. Very I well
2: agree.
1: said. Very, very. They're still well not. Said, go, they're Mike. still not going to insert a chip in me, Mike. So.
2: Oh, hey, and <laughs> no, you know what? Me neither. <laughs> at the end
1: of the day, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm still. I'll just make sure
2: I'm at Taco so
1: At the end of the day,
0: <laughs> they are. I'm still keeping my eyes on
1: Jesus, but I'm not getting that chip. So. Right, you're right. That's how I feel.
0: Good stuff. So, uh, Mike, to your point on the book of Revelation, you're right. Um, some of it is to be taken literal. Sometimes it's just uh, figuratively. It's, we have to ask for discernment when we are reading the scriptures um, because, it, like you said, the way that it was written out, we can't always interpret everything and take it literally. Um, it's, right. And, and that's, that's just the way that the Bible is. So again, ask for discernment when reading these scriptures, but good conversation. I, you know, I find these things, this new world order, end of the world thing, very fascinating. So I'm always digging into this.
2: But, but you know, don't you right, see it in stuff. the it, don't you see it in the industry too? Don't you see it in the entertainment oh, industry too? And I know we're going to move absolutely. on to the next topic, but
0: the whole I mean, Illuminati. Yeah, oh yeah, you see it.
2: I mean, you oh, see the K twenty one Savage. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. Savage. He's got a cross on his forehead, yeah. and it doesn't exactly. need to be up And Upside down. <laughs> yeah. It?
1: Sure. And, and,
0: yeah, it's crazy. The thing
1: about asking for discernment is that because you can't which is what Selena and I talk about frequently. Like, you can't believe everything that that you read, you know, propaganda. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, someone will take a story and, you know, um, fabricate something and make a Bible-believing Christian believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, just because it says the end times. That's what the, right. that's what the title is on the video, the end times. So then we watch it and then we believe it. That oh
2: my goodness, look at these
1: scholars and look at these people And, crazy. and this research. Exactly, and they're nuts. and crazy and they're Heather,
2: crazy. you just said that the that we've been we've been living in the end times. I mean, when Peter wrote, right. he says the end time. We're in the end times. It's like wow, it's over you. two thousand years ago, you know.
1: Thank you. Exactly,
2: mm-hmm. exactly. So
1: anyway, uh, more to come on that. We will still continue to research. Um Again, I hope that this young man is released. I really do. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if it is his wish to not be deported, we don't want him to be <laughs> deported.
0: I'm like, hey, Seriously. hold on. We're still talking about 21 Savage.
2: I'm still waiting on my uncle not to be deported. Hey, Come on.
0: Hey, we want, yeah, because somebody brought up 21 Savage again, so I went back. Yeah, they
1: know Michael, we don't want him About to be his deported. It's,
2: it's, it's
1: very, very sad. It's very well, sad. Well, hold on. You anyway. better
0: not stay here committing crimes either, okay? Exactly. So if you're going to stay that here very committing very crimes, very then they better be that, deported. That last
1: one was in 2014.
0: Oh, okay. You see what I'm,
1: It's five years later. He hasn't done right. anything no. else. Well, I like, know what I'm saying. Like, a man. Yeah, I mean, I I think that, again, like to Michael's point, he's a young guy, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got this money, doesn't know what to do with it, makes foolish decisions. Right. Just like these young guys out here now who are broke. Anyway. Right. So moving on, I know that you guys heard earlier this week um, Christoph St. John, uh, who is, Mostly known for his work on the young and the restless died last Sunday at the age of fifty two
2: mm, oh, yeah
1: um, yeah, very sad so his his death is still pending an additional investigation. Um, they did complete an autopsy. They had an expedited autopsy done on Monday, and they learned that he died from an alcohol overdose. Wow. Yeah, so um, I was very, very surprised and saddened to see this. And, you know, no, nothing really surprises me nowadays, but regarding him, the reason why it did is because just about five years ago, his son Julian died. He committed yeah. suicide, excuse me, um, while he was in a mental health facility.
2: So, so sad.
1: Christoph and his ex-wife Mia, they banded together and they... Became spokespeople for people who are dealing with grief at the hand of suicide. So Mm -hmm. it's very, very sad. He did come out and admit that he was having some mental issues, Um, he was having some physical issues because of depression. Wow. Wow.
0: And you know what I found surprising that, well, I should say that it was unexpected because he was recently engaged. Didn't he just get engaged uh, recently to some Russian chick? Uh Right, he was. Uh So that's kind of sad. You know, you think that here they're going to plan a new life and they're going to start their new life. But deep inside, he's still suffering and he's still battling something.
1: Yeah. Well, the that, question really is, de- is a demon. Yeah, that demon absolutely. was bigger than the life mm, that he yeah. had with this right. young woman. You yeah. know, that demon was bigger than the great relationship that he had with his ex-wife. The demon was bigger than him being a father to two beautiful young girls.
2: Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: um, and, and again, um, you don't know what a parent goes through when they lose a child, mm. especially yeah. when they lose that child tragically. yeah Yeah. so on the outside on the outside looking in you think oh everything's great and he is an actor and he's got millions of dollars and all this but really he's dying on the inside yeah Yeah. he just couldn't shake it
2: yeah and you know just that just goes back to to um like what do we like so we look at the pain and losing a child I, i i don't I don't know what it's like to have a kid in the first place because I'm I i do not have kids, um, mm-hmm. but um, you know to see my nephew and my niece that's that's one type of love, but to have that's a right. love of a child that I don't know I, I know Celine has a beautiful family, I don't know yeah. if you're married yeah. with kids Heather, but I mean you oh, know yeah. I see I, and then that's a beautiful thing I'm sure. And so imagine like anything would have happened to to when you can't even fathom the thought right. And so right um. When you like, I, I just—it's—it's it's so hurtful because look, trans, with all transparency, anxiety is real, depression yeah. is real. It's a real mm-hmm. thing, right? Like it's a real thing, and the brain is just—you know—the capacity that it could—that it could take sometimes is just it's just overwhelming. But I also see that he was after losing his son, he was trying to find all these things to to just heal him from the loss of his son. And uh, he was looking for it in his fiancée. He was looking for it in in every other thing. And he just couldn't find it. Like you said, the demon was just so much bigger than all those things. And at the end of the day, that was bigger than life for him. And unfortunately, it's not like he wanted that. It was too much to handle. I mean, we hear of pastors killing themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... It's not because they didn't trust God. It's they're sick.
0: Exactly. They
2: have depression, and it's real, and it's so painful to watch.
1: Yeah, and, that and is, let me
0: you know. Go ahead. Sorry, let me ask this. I. It seems to me like this is a growing epidemic. What has changed culturally that this is happening more and more often and frequently? I don't think. So. I, I don't. Think I, you don't changed. think anything has it changed? I don't because think anything. I'm, I'm changed. hearing I of I think it that we're learning about it more.
1: We're learning about it mm. more, but it's always been prevalent. And so yeah, I, I guess, and especially I within should, minorities. So here's here's right. the thing, Celine. So um, when white people, they are very very quick to talk about depression and anxiety and their kids having ADHD and their kid being on the autism spectrum and and all of this. And minorities, we're not so quick to reveal that. Even if we feel we've got so much pride, right? Blacks, Latinos, Asians, we have so much pride, right? So we're not going to let on that, you know what, I didn't feel like getting out of bed this morning, or I couldn't stop crying in the middle of the day, yeah. or I'm hearing voices, or, or all these other things that happen when you deal with mental illness and disease, because we just don't want to reveal that. We've got other things that we're fighting, other things that we're concerned with. So I think that now it's starting to come out because more and more of these things are happening,
2: in my you know, opinion. and that's... Yeah, I think that, that um, yes, we're learning a lot about it now. But to talk about more of our, like, our culture, I think because of where we come from and the struggles of life, and, 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 and for myself being Mexican, right, like I was raised Mexican and so fatherless, all i see seen was my mom, work, 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 work. I think it's a lot of lack of information that mm-hmm. – we actually, like in, in school, they didn't teach us to write a check. They didn't mm-hmm. teach us to, 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 to budget your money. They taught you how to spend it, right? They didn't teach you how to budget it. And so when, when we reveal something to our culture, you start noticing like, wow, it's, this is really good stuff. And then they put it into action to get it if they want to. And so what happens is that when they get the information, it's like, wow, now I'm aware. Mm-hmm. But the lack of information is sometimes what keeps us hindered from actually yeah. acknowledging that what we have may be an actual symptom or the way we are. It's like, ah, you know, like the way we grow up, our parents will be like, ah, get away. You know, that, that's just the way you right. are or that's just the way exactly. she is. And,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's the way we're right. programmed. Right, so, right. right. And let me it's right up. quick.
0: Um, sure. Sorry, let, let me interject. Um, just that to my point earlier, suicide has increased up to 58%. And I knew I read the statistics um, somewhere earlier, but it is a fact. It is a growing epidemic, one. And secondly, I think we hear about it more with minorities because the lack of resources. To Heather's point, she said when you hear hear about it from white people or they're struggling they're quick to react. They're quick to search for help. And maybe it could be because they can afford to, or maybe they communicate whatever it is. Um, there is an obvious issue there, correct? So yeah, one, it is a Yeah. Epidemic. I think it's, so it's partially think, that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's they
1: are more willing to admit to it. Right, right.
0: We and are like not. Michael said, we j- the way that we we just are. we've been right. Like, yeah, like Michael said, you know, we, we, Whatever it is, we come to our parents, and they just kind of brush us off. And I know that growing up. I mean, I, my parents are, you know, I'm Mexican. So they're like, yeah, 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 andale, vete You know, Or they, they, they expect us to be thick skin, you know, oh, and totally. um, some right. people are not. I think yeah. in society today, children are more sensitive for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I don't know if it's the milk.
2: I don't know yeah. what it is.
0: And, no. and don't forget more.
2: the influences yes, that are yeah. around our children daily, social media. Like you said, Heather, you said things have not changed. We're just being more aware. Yes, but then I also believe things have changed because you have all these influences that have taken our kids. And you have a six-year-old, like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if this is a Spanglish show, but, hey, I'm Mexican. Yes, grew up in Humboldt Park, so I'm going to be like, hey, you know, I'm going to be Mexi- Mexican. But, but my thing is, like, Oh, the kids cry. Give them the iPad, give them the, it's yep. like, give them the phone. Yeah, and you totally. dumb them down even. And, and I don't have kids once again, but I, I know that if I did, Pobrecito, uh, he's going to be watching okay. big bird all day. Like, you know right. Like this is what I watch. Kid, Mr. Rogers right here, this guy.
0: <laughs>
2: right. Oh yeah. Right. Totally. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really, I think it does have to do a lot with parenting. I mean, at, at, Certain age kids are just very, very delicate and fragile. Maybe they shouldn't be on social media until they're mm. 16, 17. And that's for my kids. That's what I chose to do. My kids, first of that's all, good. never had a Facebook. They didn't get their own phone until guess what? Until you can afford to pay it because you don't need it, right? Mm. So I think at 16, my son got his first job and he started, he bought his phone and it's been paying it since. Same thing with my daughter. She didn't get her phone until 16, 17 when she started working and afforded to pay for it. They don't need to be exposed to these things. It's unnecessary. That's my take on it. Well, I don't know if there's a phone thing. Um, I don't think
1: that at 7 or 8 you should have one, but I do think that with working parents like we are, um, I think that it's very, very necessary for a child to be able to have a way to contact us. No, every you, situation no is
0: what
1: different, time. Heather. What do you mean? Right?
0: Every situation is different. You? No, my daughter doesn't need to contact me. Brooklyn, what you know, she's in school. I know she's in school. And guess what? When her brother picks her up, I can communicate with her either through her um, iPad or through my son's phone. She doesn't need mm-hmm. to have her own phone number. Uh, that's well, my situation. I mean, Again, that, every situation is, is different.
1: Right, right. I mean, I guess I think, like... Well, if if you're at a friend's house, right? Okay, prime example. So Cameron is 10 years old. Um, she went to a friend's house yesterday after school, okay? We had a lot going on over here. Her dad was running around doing whatever he needed to do. Her sister was at track. I was at work, okay? I felt comfortable with her having a phone with her just in case anything were to happen, I'm at work, again, nobody's here, she needs to be able to contact someone, you never know what the situation right. is, so that's the reason why I say, I think that, you know, at 10 and up, I think that they can, I mean, she's got a minute phone, she's not on a plan, because I don't trust her like that, right, yet. right, but, you know, she's, she has a track phone, but yeah, <laughs> Still, and that's fine. Still, I think, I'll I get think, you a calling you know, card, girl. Now, I, right. That's I, it's almost a pay phone. Like I would never like give her an iPhone or anything like that. All you need is something to contact me. You don't need anything right. that's got like, you know, bells and whistles or anything like that, right. like your sister may have, or like I may have, or your dad may have. No, you need something that dials out. You need something that if you're in a situation and you need to text me very quickly, then you can do that. Which is why I'm right. I'm so like adamant about these kids having a way to contact me if I'm not with them.
0: Okay. I'm voting for payphones to come back. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Give too. my son a
2: stack of quarters. There you go, Mihel. There you go.
0: Or a pager. Get a pager. Right? Yeah, I mean things are so so much more different than they were when we were growing up. So all right, so oh, yeah. just let's oh, yeah. move quickly. We got a few more minutes and then we gotta wrap. So let's talk about photoshopped bodies. Uh, Heather, you had that for us.
2: Let's yeah,
1: it. So and it's, and it's good that we're talking about it because we got a man on the phone. So we can, right. we can talk to Michael and see how he feels about this. So, Celine and I are Mm -hmm. always talking about health and fitness and, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. we want to lose this extra five pounds or, oh, I want to tone up or this and that, you know, and everyone has their own opinion about what a body should look like or, you know, like Celine and I were talking yesterday, it's like, oh, not taking a picture and so we lose five more pounds type of situation. And obviously, we're joking, we laugh about it, but some of it's true, right? Sure. Right. So, I feel like... On this level, if Celine and I are feeling like this, how much more are these celebrities feeling this way, right? Mm. So we're looking at Instagram. We're looking at all the IG models. All their bodies look the same. Mm. Why? Through Mm. surgery, through Photoshop, through whatever app that they're using. I was actually telling Celine yesterday that there is a celebrity I saw one of her chats on Instagram someone had posted a picture of her and she said oh take it down because I haven't photoshopped yet
2: wow wow I said this is not the end
1: this is is, right (laughs) everyone can see this hun you know so Michael what do you think about that
2: so perfect segue right from where we just came from the suicide right this this is once again the perfect segue This is what influences the little 12, 13-year-old girl, right? This is what influences the 12, 13-year-old boy who's looking for his identity. And so he finds it in what he, right, what he gravitates to. This is what he sees, and this is what she sees. And so when it comes to, look, I'm I'm 46 years old, and I say it probably, right? But Mm -hmm. when I was 22, I think I would have chosen the Photoshop girl all day long right? Because we're young, we're naive, we're just all looks. I'm talking from a boy, right? From a, from a boy's perspective to a young man's perspective to an adult mature man's perspective. And, and so today as a man, it's like, I think it's, I think it's horrible because it's, so, it's a facade. It's a mask. Right. So to cover everything that we have going on on the inside, that I've been overweight, that I, look, I've been right. skinny my whole life, ladies. Celine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Heather, I've, I was always the skinny kid on the block, right? Because yeah. why? Because I didn't eat? No, I, I eat like a horse, right? I love mm-hmm. to eat. I love food. But here's the thing. People don't understand that when they come up to me and they say, wow, you lost weight, or wow, you're skinny, as if that's a compliment. It's the same thing of going up to somebody and say, wow, did you gain weight? That's rude and offensive. And so this is what we – we, we feel on the inside, I've always felt um, um, intimidated to an extent, right? Like going in, getting into a gym and all the buff guys are there. I don't care to say it, but right. I do it now because I don't care now. I'm a, my mentality is beyond that now. It's right. you know, 20, 25 years later. But to touch on that exact thing is that, no, I do not agree on the Photoshop. At the end of the day, it's like right. you are beautiful in and out. But it takes right. the individual to recognize that thing on the inside that's talking a lie to them, and to be yeah. able to squash that lie and say, "I'm confident in who I am." But we have right. to find our identity, and when we find it, and we can, we look for it in all these things and people and and places and whatever we can identify with, then we say, "That's us." I need to Photoshop. I need to because it covers. The, like the, 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 the gratification of the compliments will put a right. Band-Aid on what's really going on on the inside.
0: Right. No, I, I totally That's agree. Um, pretty fantastic what you just said there. Yeah, it really is. And it, here's my take on it, um, especially for w- women. I myself, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect, but I don't feel there's a need to Photoshop my pictures. It's just who I am. And I appreciate that. Now, is there all is there room for improvements all the time? And I'm always fluctuating. Like, you know, I can be 10 pounds lighter in one pic and two months later, I'm heavier because I'm just a real person. And it's sad sure. that these celebrities with such a big platform and just such influence on these young ladies are doing this. You know, mm-hmm. it, it does impact a younger girl who, like you said, is trying to find their themselves, is trying to find an identity for themselves. And they don't, you know, they're trying now to be accepted by everyone else because if they don't look perfect, if their makeup isn't done, if they don't have a small waist and big butt, then yeah. they're not doing yeah. something yeah. right. That's so sad.
2: Yeah. And but, so what <laughs> happens is that we place, we place these standards on ourselves, right? And these standards are <laughs> immensely high,
0: mm-hmm. and then we're hard
2: on ourselves when we fail to meet that standard. And then we place sometimes. those standards on the next person, our husband, our wives, and then it's uh, on and on and on. And now they look for the acceptance wherever they feel they're accepted. Yeah. This this mm-hmm. would be a Dr. Phil episode. So right,
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. and I think that you know, and I think that again, as parents. Um, and, you know, people, you know, even, Mike, yourself, even though you're not a parent, but like you said, you've got, you know, nieces and nephews, I think that it's our job to continue to build them up, right? Yes. To yeah. continue to show them that that's not what they need, to continue to allow them to be around positive, you know, positive people and to see positive images. Um, and that's why it's the,
2: it's, it's, it's the positive affirmation to your kids. Is to remind right. your daughter you're gorgeous the way you are. My one of my best friends and an elder slash pastor, he is like probably the best father figure ever seen in my life. His daughter is like six or seven. Shout out Eric. Um, well she's um, she's older now, but she's such a big girl and she's getting older. But I've seen her year after year, and the way he just continues to affirm her how beautiful she is on the outside, on the inside, always, every day, every day. Porque sabes que? When she gets that, her standard of a man to love her is going to be extremely high that a loser is not going to be able to come halfway and he's going to leave.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. It's so funny. You're Spanglish, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, Michael, we're going to wrap up this podcast, so thank you so much for joining us today. But can you tell the listeners where they can find you?
2: Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram uh, where I Photoshop all my pics, so I'm really crazy. and <laughs> well, i <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh, Mike the Realtor, Chicago on Instagram. Um, Mike the Realtor on uh, Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, Mike the Realtor G. Um, what other platform? Nowadays you got everything. I mean, I think that's right. that's good enough for now. But Mike is you know, a you can find model. just Google Mike the Realtor. <laughs> and right, I got some right t-shirts. Right? So if anybody, if, if you ever get listeners, and, and I'm gonna take care of mm-hmm. you ladies as well. Um, I got oh. t-shirts. So if anybody calls, you goes in and say, Hey, Mike the Realtor, that dude was cool, whatever. Um, let yeah. me know who they are, and uh, I'll tag them on on uh, Instagram, and I'll give them. A free T shirt, okay?
0: Nice. nice. Okay, so we're getting free T shirts. Are those the six oh six the ones with the stars, the Chicago ones?
2: Um, so the mine are just Mike the, the Realtor t- t- in the front.
0: Mike the Realtor. Okay, I thought I saw some white with stars. I don't know if that was yours. But in any event I um, I, I, I
2: have I have we have some of those. We have I, I got some shirts for you though.
0: Okay, that's the one that I want. <laughs>
2: so that's okay, I got, I got the right?
0: <laughs>
2: So also oh, the one that has the Chicago flag?
0: That's the one. I knew I saw some. That's, Mike, cool that's Mike, Mike. That's Mike the, the realtor. That's my logo. Yes. So See? yep. It's I'll take care
2: of you. And to <laughs> all you <laughs> listeners, all, <laughs> all the listeners, if they want to ever purchase or sell their homes, look me yes. up. I'll be more than happy to help them out. And because they listen to your podcast, I'm gonna give them a super good deal. Okay. Oh, so have them nice. call me.
0: That. Hear that. So we're definitely going to put uh, Michael's information on our website, www.theladiesview.com. We'll also um, put his picture on our Instagram, which is The Ladies View. We are on Twitter, The Ladies View TV, and our Facebook is Chat With The Ladies. Thank you guys for tuning in, and you guys have a great week.
2: Bye bye. Thank you, ladies. Bye bye. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Bye bye.